Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. So, Michelle, uh, <laughs> I you don't you don't know this, uh, but I often have post-it notes oh. on my computer that just have like things to ask you. Oh, I think I do know that, but that's okay. <laughs> How did you know that? Because you told me on another I never episode. Told you. I never told you anything. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't an episode, but it was. It happened. <laughs> it's hard to know which conversations were recorded and which ones weren't, I'll admit. Uh, that's why we have to stop being friends IRL. We can only if we only talk on the show, then you know, we have no problems. Uh, true. For some reason you're out of focus. I yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it'll fix itself. Yeah, like I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. Don't talk about the camera. Pretend it doesn't exist. Oh. Uh <laughs> you ruined the immersion, Michelle. Oh, See, and now people who have stuck to audio only are going to be like, ha, the sound is mostly in focus. You people are fools. Uh <laughs> but um yeah, I don't think we can be friends in real life anymore. I think we should only talk on the show. That way, all the good stuff is on the show. Okay. That's so, what you want. That's fine. So and that means if you have anything horrifyingly personal, we got to share it with everybody. Oh, man. What? I mean, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> that took a lot of convincing. Um, so, so to be perfectly frank, um, I haven't been adding things to the screen because I just haven't been... I don't know. I haven't been in the zone to come up with a lot of ideas for the show. Um, it's almost like there's some kind of world events going on that have distracted me or something. I don't know. No. Uh, some bullcrap excuse. But I do have one right here. And uh, I want to ask it to you, but I expect a full-blown answer. No. <laughs> uh, too bad. Um, so the question is, What's the hardest thing you ever had to do? Like, that's really, like, broad. Do you mean hard emotionally? Do you mean physically difficult? What is literally the most difficult thing you've ever had to do? It can. It, it it doesn't matter if it's physical or emotional. For me, things are emotional that are hard. I mean, like I don't consider you know uh, standing up for myself. You know, I don't consider that even close to like the time I I one time bench pressed two hundred and ten pounds. That, that I don't hard. consider. That was, but I didn't. That wasn't as hard as standing up for myself. What about so. the time I had to open that jar and? And I didn't open it for like six months because it, I still couldn't open it. And I just wanted whatever the hell was in it. It was like, I don't know what was in the jar. Oh, I think it was artichokes. And I like just <laughs> tried every time I wanted artichokes and I just couldn't open it. And eventually I just took a knife and I just ruined the seal. That was hard. 
That was that was very difficult. The worst part is I remember that. That's how big of a of a deal that was at the time. It was I just like you didn't understand. Like sometimes I just can't eat things because I can't open them. <laughs> I might starve. It's not as bad anymore now that I know I can just stick knives under them and like just ruin the seal. Now I can yeah. open things. Um but <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a of an old joke Andrew Dice Clay used to tell about like what it would be like if you were a regular sized person but both of your parents were dwarfs. So it'd be it'd be like uh, you know the mom would be like you can't go out tonight you can't have the car and he'd be like okay mom and dad I'm gonna take all the food out of the fridge put it in the freezer you starve to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I finally see we're thirty five episodes in I think mm-hmm. and I finally quoted the Dice Man. Whew. I'm glad we finally got that in there. So, uh, but I'm afraid I don't think the jar is going to cut it. Oh, but I like the jar and it really was hard. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure it was like telling somebody something probably, but I'm not sure what it was, you know? Um, I feel like a lot of things are hard all the time. They um, are. Uh, hmm. It's okay. This is supposed to be a thinker. That's why. That's why I didn't ask it last week. I I, I wanted to like ask it when I felt like it was time. Oh, I, I mean, and it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Um. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I'll, I'll accept a top 26. If you want to do your top 26 most difficult (laughs) things you've ever had to do. Now it's become like a, like a Buzzfeed YouTube video. Mm -hmm. The top 26 hardest things Michelle has ever done. Wow. (laughs) Number 26. Open the jar. (laughs) Number 25. Typewriter walking between the world trade center. Number 24. Opened another jar. (laughs) <laughs> Those damn jars. Um you'd think you'd learn to just stop buying jars of things. What am I going to do? <laughs> I need to get things in jars. Like what else do I get them in? Cans? But what if I have something that only comes in a jar really? Like like, like pasta sauce except for like the one kind that's canned. And I don't want that kind. <laughs> or I got it for free, which happens a lot, and it just happens to be in a jar. I I mean I guess if you got it for free. So so I don't know. Um <laughs> I mean uh, it's okay. It's okay. You're you're supposed to struggle with it cuz it's not an easy question. I don't think most people just have it chambered in their minds instantly like what's the hardest thing I ever done? But you know, you might have a few contenders at least. Uh yeah, but yeah, I I I don't know. How about like every time I've had to tell somebody that I don't want to date them? That's been really hard. Um, sure. And honestly, it's it, it it's not ever nice. Like most most of the time, it's it's not a good conclusion to that. Um, well, do do we want to disclose stuff about your your stuff? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, fuck. 
You're the one. I mean, I'm just. Why did I bring that up? I don't know. (laughs) Um, We don't have to talk about your, your stuff. I'm just see. I don't even want to give hints, but we can, if you would like to not, we don't have to talk in depth about it. (laughs) Um, It's okay. We can move on. Yeah, but now, now there's going to be questions. <laughs> well, there's always questions. Yes, yes. Yeah. No. Like, like people watch this that I know, <laughs> and now they're like, "What are you talking about?" It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> like I knew what I was doing on some subconscious level, probably or not. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of things that were hard in my life. Maybe I don't and, know. And that. Well, rejecting people is always hard, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've rejected people. Not often. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know. But no, telling somebody, like, uh, telling somebody anything negative is really hard anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But especially when you get the sense that they, like, put themselves out there mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, really, like, stood up for themselves in a way. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be like, that's great, but also no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's not like I I want to hurt them because I really don't, you know, just no, little, you don't just a little bit. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to hurt somebody a little bit. You just got to hurt them all just a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I really like don't don't want, you know, um, I've definitely dated people and stayed with people be- because I didn't want to hurt them. So that's, and that's, that's really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, I definitely was guilty of that in my younger years, you know, of, um, overstaying because I didn't want to put someone through me dumping them or leaving them. But, uh, you know, there was this period, uh, of time, like in my early twenties, uh, like right around the time you and I met, where I was always so downtrodden, especially about like dating and stuff. I was always mm-hmm. so downtrodden and so beat up. But then like, if I actually look back at my history, it was like, man, I dumped like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Cause actually, uh, uh, you want to talk about catharsis when I made depression, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, the first story that's in depression, the movie, the main character is just like meeting with this girl and he's all, Oh, woe is me. I'm so lonely. And then he's like, now here's 85 stories of women I've dated. Like, like, Cause I realized that that was me. I realized that that was a problem I had was that I was all, all woe is me. And meanwhile, it was actually, you know, I dated a lot of people and got to know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, hurting people is definitely, is definitely very difficult. I heard a quote, um, I don't know who said it, which doesn't help, but I heard a quote the other day that really moved me, which was, uh, there's, what was it? It was something like, there's no one more awful than someone you wronged because you kind of, as weird as it sounds and as counterproductive as it sounds, when you wrong someone, if you have a conscience, then they become the worst human being in the world because they remind you of when you uh, violated your own conscience. Mm -hmm. So they don't deserve Mm -hmm. to be hated or despised by you, Mm -hmm. but it totally makes sense. If you have a conscience, then you dislike their presence because they remind you of when you didn't do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. When you weren't kind, when you weren't, you weren't so good. So, um, 
but no, that's the worst. But, but was there one, was there a worst rejection? Like, was there one where it was just really bad? Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) no, no, there was one that was slightly more recent. Um, sorry, I'm twirling a pen. Um, and, uh, (laughs) we got to get you a fidget spinner. No, I don't think it would work, but maybe, uh, (laughs) that where like, I I just maybe, yeah. Um, where like I had, I had a friend who eventually kind of asked me out after, you know, me being really honest with him in the past about things and he just still did. And then he kind of made me feel really bad about myself for a while. Um, that's not okay. No, no, it's, it. You know, he didn't mean to, but, you know, there are things you shouldn't say to people when they say things to you that. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 that's, it's a very sensitive space. And, you know, there's like, um, there's a fine line when it comes to, to talk about the other side. Like when you're asking someone out, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a fine line, uh, to, being overly acceptive of rejection mm-hmm. versus being reasonable and, you know, and accepting rejection. Cause you should accept rejection. But, uh, I did notice when I, again, when I was younger and I was a little bit worse off, I would like be, I would like build rejection into my asking out. <laughs> like I would be like, Hey, I just want to know if, uh, it's totally cool if you don't want to. And I won't even be mad if you'd say I should just die. And by the way, like I probably should just die, but I was thinking maybe we could possibly, and it's totally okay if you hate this idea because of my involvement and strictly because I'm the worst person in the world. But I was just thinking maybe we could, and I get it. If you think that I should just jump off a cliff like or fall off a bridge like in Mortal Kombat when you uppercut the guy when it says finish him and then he falls into the spikes. I totally get if that's what you but but what I'm but if we I thought maybe you would like it. It's total. I get that you probably don't even like this because you don't like me and you also don't like the thing I'm going to ask you. But is there any way maybe you might and it's totally okay that you don't want to already and I know that you don't and I'm already I'm going to turn around and just ask the rest away from you. But. <laughs> Is it possible maybe you would want to? No, and I know you don't want to, but <laughs> I really was wondering how long I could just keep doing that. I see what I would like. I see that should be in something, but like it's it ends up like not being asked that you're not asking her. I was like, would you like this ice cream cone? Oh, yes. <laughs> Would you like, would you like, I have an extra sandwich Yeah, and it's going to go bad eventually. I don't have any Tupperware. Will you eat it? Uh, oh, <laughs> and then it's like, for, Oh, you, did you think I was going to ask you out? No, I don't. I'm not uh, I'm interested. No, no, you're an unattractive person. You're very unattractive. Uh, <laughs> but I like you and you can have the sandwich. I mean, you're a good person. Mm-hmm. If you eat my sandwich, I will appreciate it. Yeah. Oh God, did I queer the deal? I queered the deal. Oh God. <laughs> now I have the sandwich forever. No, no. <laughs> and now the curse continues. And then Sam from Quantum Leap just shows up and goes, Ziggy says you got to get him to take the sandwich. <laughs> That's for, for nerds. I don't, do you even know Quantum Leap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Thank God. At least as long as you got the joke, I feel like too often in life when I fail at something, Sam is supposed to just appear and be like, uh, but Ziggy says you can't leave until you get through the thing. (laughs) 
And I'm like, all right, Sam, do you have any advice for me? Nope. But I'm going to go walk in the other room and watch a woman shower. <laughs> and then he like walks in. Uh, God, that was such a good show. Quantum Leap was, was so was good. It a good show? Dude. Ah, <laughs> now, now all I can think about is how good Quantum Leap was. Uh, that show was like, was entirely just an exercise in growth of empathy. That's all that show mm-hmm. was. How how it would be like, you know, he'd leap at the end of the episode and people would be yelling at him and, and stuff. He'd be like, what? And then he'd look in the mirror and he's a black man. You know, like that stuff was like, I actually got goosebumps. Oh. Because like, because that show was so good. Mm-hmm. And it was it was trying really hard to make it clear that the human the human uh, experience is really not that different, really. So if you just put uh, Scott Bakula into the situation, it may help you understand it more clearly through his yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Quantum Leap. You know the hardest thing I ever did do was stop watching a marathon of Quantum Leap. Now that wow. <sighs> yeah, that's what I should have said, but I. <laughs> But no, uh, uh, yeah. So, so that is one thing though. Um, I made a rule for myself a few years back that if I was going to ask a a human out on a date that I would simply, uh, just ask them out (laughs) like, like no more complex than that to the point where if I was asking out via text, I would sit there and just remove, remove words and remove (laughs) sentences until it was down to like one sentence. I remember one time asking this girl out and I, I typed up this text and it was like, not a paragraph, but it was like four sentences and I read it and it was just a bunch of that jibber jabber, you know, it was just a bunch of that. Like, um, so I was wondering if maybe like, and don't worry about it if you don't want to, like, it was just stupid. Mm-hmm. So I looked at, it, I was like, okay, what can we remove and still get across what we need? It's like that old, uh, French poet said, uh, uh, I apologize for the long letter. I would have written you a shorter letter if I had more time, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but, um, and literally it got to the point where, um, like I was asking this girl out a few years back and, I had written such a long thing trying to figure out how to ask her out. And then eventually I just said her, Hey, do you want to go out sometime? <laughs> and, and of course, you know, she, she said yes, because that is how you ask someone out is, Hey, yeah. do you want to go out sometime? Um, uh, but I'm, I'm like what I would call a dating anarchist in that, like I intentionally throw pipe bombs into dates to make them more interesting because I just don't want to waste a whole lot of time. I've made the mistake of going on like six dates with somebody and then realizing like, wow, you suck. Like you're just not, that's it. That's it. You're just not, Yeah, you're just not. But no, I like, I went on a date with this one girl who was so religious. I feel like there should be a crowd. How religious was she? No, but, uh, but, uh, but I went on this date with this one girl who was so religious that, uh, she uh, made me more uncomfortable by the date. Mm-hmm. Like, do you need to take that call, Michelle? <laughs> I no, no, it, it's important, but I can't. We're doing <laughs> well, something. Well, so. then silence the buzzer. It'll be okay. Okay. Do, 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 <laughs> look at you! You what? just Hollywooded someone. You just big shot at someone. You're like, hey, get back to you. Click. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Michelle. You look so. You look so distraught. It's okay. Everything's fine. Okay. But, uh, but no, uh, 
she would talk more and more about her religious stuff and it would just, I would just get more and more uncomfortable. Uh, I used to joke that it was like, it was the weirdest thing. Cause it was like by the third date, I was sitting further away from her. If we were like on a couch or a bench or something, like, I just, I just wanted less, but of course there must've been nothing good on TV. Cause I kept showing up, which was mm-hmm. stupid on my part. Uh, that's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, dating is just weird anyway, but yeah. if you can't, except you know somebody saying no to you then you're not a very good dater anyway yeah agreed i mean i mean uh was that was that the worst experience you had with rejection with rejecting um i don't know there there have been a bunch that were like super weird and uncomfortable that was probably the worst because like i was actually friends with that person um yeah. a lot of the other ones were just like hey I, I, for some reason, like you, but also I'm in, I'm in, like, I'm trying to think of a place that someone won't, won't hear this and go like, oh, that's me. Like, I'm in, I'm in like, like, I don't know, uh, Albuquerque? India. India. Well, there's a lot of Indian guys that yeah. get on you on Facebook. Yeah. So, but then I'm like, dude, like you're in India. It's like we would date and he's like, well, you could just come live here. And like, nah, nah, nah. No, I don't think so. But, and those are just weird. Cause they'll like go on and I'll be like, I'm not really interested in people. <laughs> and they'll be like, but, but, oh, well, I'm still interested in you forever. Or like, forever. where do you live? Do you live with anyone? And it's like, oh no, they're coming to kidnap me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's happened a lot of times. Um, I, yeah. Um, you, you, one time I was hanging out with you or no, no one time. I was, I think I was on my way to Georgia mm-hmm. and you were texting me screen caps oh, of yeah. this one Indian guy that was just like, whoa. Yeah. Just wouldn't let up. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't even really remember that. I just remember the other guy who was not Indian who was asking me if I, was he you English? Know. No, he, I, his, profile made me think he was somewhere in the u.s like on the west coast or something but he was like totally asking me like if i lived alone and stuff and i was just like are you like coming to get me because like (laughs) i don't know actually i should have really said that like next time someone asked that i'm just gonna be like are you like what's going on like are you are you trying to to like sell me into slave? Like, what's what are you doing? Is this human trafficking? Like, <laughs> let me let me know, and then we will move forward. Thank you. You should take that meme with the guy and the and the butterfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and just, yeah. And just be like, hey, do you live alone? Is this human trafficking? <laughs> <laughs> I I saw a meme that that. Uh, this just made me think of that just was a, a picture of like some of the like creepy Indian guy, Facebook pay- profiles. Mm-hmm. And it just said, any site is a dating site. If you're Indian enough. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't laugh at something like that, but the amount of women <laughs> who show me like uh, uh, screen caps of weird interactions with guys from India. It's a lot, especially a few years back. It mm-hmm. was really a lot. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gone down a lot, at least for me. Maybe everybody just gets it and they're just leaving me. That's not true. Because <laughs> uh, I do, I do. I've had some weird things in the last, you know, month or two. Um, but uh, but but uh, there were, I believe, what I what I had heard was that like there's there's a rumor that like you know American 
women are like super loose. Um, as in a rumor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and and of course, I mean, I mean, into casual sex, um, and not anything else, but, uh, (laughs) so, so, so Indian guys would be like, Oh, I'm just going to like have sex with this girl. But like, you're in India. I don't know what you thought was going to happen. So. I think they are hoping you'll send pictures maybe. Oh, oh, I mean, everybody asked me for pictures. But like just pictures of me, I was, I'm just like you, you found me on Facebook. There are pictures on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> but not of your feet. No, but no one asked me for pictures of my feet because I would just That's I would just give thing. it to them. It's fine. I don't you care. You charge good money for those feet pics. Don't give those away for free. I have weird toenails. I don't think anybody wants them. I know you told me about them for the. I didn't know about them somehow. I guess I, I didn't like properly observe your feet when we would spend time together. I guess not. It's okay. It's, I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry you have weird feet. Well, you have a weird baby toe, right? Yeah. yeah. Both both feet. You have like a split nail. Yeah, I have two nails. That's not and, okay. And one of them gets caught on things and then rips off so and then bleeds all over the place and then uh, grows back. and then and it always grows back you think that like my 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 toes would like figure it out like when i do this thing it gets hurt but no i do just do it they just keep doing it i think you could have a doctor remove one of the nails and it wouldn't come back no it what do you mean it, <laughs> the look it, on your face it, that would be like having a doctor remove one of my fingernails yeah. And it wouldn't come back? No. You've never heard of people having nails removed? I don't know. Um, I had a friend. Okay, well, this story's not that bad because it's been a long time, but there was a time period, you know, where I was living pretty poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't really have much place to go. And I got uh, toenail fungus really bad. And I couldn't get rid of it. You just have to keep trying. Uh, well, well, no. What you need is medically prescribed medicine, and it'll go right away. Uh-oh. But, but, but if you try to treat it with just like stuff, y- I mean, you can prevent it with stuff. You can, you know, prevent it with athlete foot spray and stuff like that. But once it starts, it's bad. So my big, my big toenail on my left foot was just nasty, mm-hmm. yeah. and I didn't know what to do until eventually I finally went to a doctor, mm-hmm. and they gave me a. Uh, a pill and it cleared. Well, they gave me a pill that I had to take nonstop for 30 days. And then they told me that in six months, I'll notice that it's, it's cured when it starts to grow back in. Wow. Well, he he said that that they gave me an amount of antifungal that it could not possibly survive. Wow. It's just because they actually asked me, he was like, he was like, I just need you to understand. You cannot drink alcohol while you're taking this pill because it is so powerful. It is just, it'll wreck your liver. Wow. Like your liver needs time to recover from when the pills are done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't drink. And he's like, okay, but I mean like nothing, no alcohol whatsoever. And I was like, okay, I've never had a sip of alcohol in my life. And he was like, okay, you're not just saying it cause I'm your doctor. Cause like you seriously can't drink on this medicine. It will hurt you. And I was like, that won't be a problem. Yeah. So, and then of course I was immediately like, I want to have my first alcohol drink. Damn. But I'm already taking these pills. Oh, man. No, but, <laughs> but no, um, so, uh, uh, my point is that I had a friend when I was, I, I talked to a few people about my toenail problem, uh, who told me that they had just recurrent infections and ingrown toenails to the point where they just had a doctor remove the nail permanently. But then it doesn't, but that's it. Then yeah, I didn't know that it could just come out. Forever. Yeah. It can come out permanently. Wow. No, I don't want that. 
<laughs> but I, but I'm just saying if they're, if they're actually two separate toenails, they could probably just remove one of them and leave the good one. Unless they're one, but they just have this weird thing where there's like a split. I'm just saying you have health insurance. You should, you should no. go to the foot doctor and just be like, doc, what do I do? No. And, and it's special. <laughs> then you need to admit that you just like it. I, I do like it, but I don't like when it gets hurt. Which is a lot. Okay, fair enough. I, but I will tell you, when she told me she had her toenail removed, I went, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then I found out that actually, like, it's not that big a deal. Like, it hurt for, like, a minute. But, like, the 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 space where the nail was just kind of hardens a little on its own and well, protects itself. I, I mean, I kind of figured that because I also had toenail fungal problems, which oh, yeah. I cured without a doctor. Because I just put enough stuff on it forever, but and then my toenail was fell it? off. Um, oh, the toenail know. fell off? Yeah, and then... Mine didn't back. fall off, it just grew in. Oh, I'm pretty sure my toenail, like, actually fell off. Unless that was something else. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay, though. Like, it's, so it's many hard. people are cringing right now. <laughs> anyway, so, 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 what did you put on it? I don't know, whatever you get at the, the like... The place and you and it says like oh this might cure it it's not really made for this but it might you know like the foot fungus stuff mm-hmm. I, yeah yeah okay look at you i'm just saying you know if it, if it keeps causing you so much pain they could probably remove it permanently it doesn't hurt it's just it just there's just blood everywhere it doesn't hurt i thought it hurt that one it hurt when i no, actually, that one didn't hurt at all. It it was just very upsetting because it was just bleeding all over everything. Ew. Ugh. <laughs> Why are we talking about awful things? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know why. I remember. <laughs> uh, you know, that was, uh, that was the moment when I started wearing um, sandals all the time was when the nail recovered. Mm-hmm. Because then I wasn't embarrassed about my feet. And then on top of that, I also didn't want to ever get it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. open-toed shoes are very helpful in preventing foot fungus and such. Mm-hmm. And also make sure that you wear clean socks. And if your socks get wet or your shoes get wet, you want to take them off. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the thumbs up was the best part. It's a, No, it's super important. Like Even when I like toured and stuff, I always change my socks because... Got it. You got to keep your feet safe. But Dr. Michelle, can, <laughs> can you turn the socks inside out to get one extra day? I don't know. I, I mean, probably. But don't switch feet because what if there's like mm. something on one and then you get you it on cross the other contaminate. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, also, I, can see I mean, that. I guess you could just hang the socks like in the sun for a while. I was actually about to say that. Yeah, the sun will, will cook it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dating a girl once and, uh, uh, she got, uh, she, she had really smelly feet. Uh, she couldn't help it. I, I, no judgment, but, um, we were on a trip and she was down to her last pair of clean socks or, or well, they, she'd worn her last pair of clean socks and we were driving like eight hours together. And I told her, cause she was like, my socks stink so bad, but I, I need to wear them. And I was like, well, hold them out the window. You know, while we're driving and, and let the let the stink, you know, get blasted out. And she just looked at me like I was making fun of her. And I was like, no, it'll work. Like, it, what do you think? It's just got permanent stink in it that will survive anything. 
So she held the socks out the window for about 20 minutes and yeah, they didn't smell very bad anymore. And then she could wear them, you know, the rest of the trip Mm -hmm. until she needed to go. Yeah. (laughs) I, why let's get away from feet. (laughs) Okay. Let's just, (laughs) unless you have, uh, what is the hardest thing you ever had to do involving feet? Oh, I don't know. Um, Now, walk. now it's just like that's the rule. It has to be about feet now. Well, yeah, I mean, walk when I hurt my foot. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so rejection is like the hardest thing you've ever had to do. Um, I was I was thinking about it while we were talking, and probably like quit a job is the hardest yeah. thing I've ever had to do. Um, and and I and I assume that that's true because it takes me years to quit a job. Like I'm years. very well aware. Oh, I've been. I am. I am in the process of quitting a job. I have one week left. Um, and uh, I, the deadline for me to quit it, according to my neighbor when we had that conversation last year, was last <laughs> July fourth. So it took a whole extra year after I decided <laughs> absolutely that I was going to quit. Um, actually a year and a half. Cause we talked about it in like <laughs> April or something. I don't know. So, and that was after thinking about quitting for several years before that. So it's really hard. I'd rather just work the, the job forever than quit the job, honestly. So what are you, are you afraid they're going to say no? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I am afraid they're going to be sad and I don't really want to hurt them. Well, so, but this is- wrong to me. Oh, well, this is where your, your attitudes get a little confusing. What, what is it? Are you terrible or are you worth crying over if you leave a job? I don't know. I don't know. One time I quit a job and my boss just kept saying he was sorry. <laughs> and it's just like, like, it's just like rejecting someone. Except it's like the kind of rejecting someone when like, they're like, oh, I totally understand. I wish I could have been better for you. And you're, like, you're still you're a good person. <laughs> Were they a good person? I, I they, don't know. Was it a good job? I don't. I don't. The job? Yeah. Was the? I mean, you quit the job. Why'd you quit that job? Oh, that job because um they started doing this thing where they didn't give me full raises because I didn't work evenings, even though I had a contract stating that I didn't work evenings signed mm-hmm. by an old manager. And they made it a really big deal out of it, and something about if if I if I can't well, I mean, in a meeting saying people who can't work all the time, maybe they should just get a job chasing butterflies. And literally, the person I, rem- I yeah, think I remember that literally that person thought that was a job, wasn't even being funny. Um, I remember that was a long time ago, but I yeah. remember that because yeah. what? Because yeah. what? Yeah. So, but like, so yeah, I mean, so there was all these things and I had other jobs, like a lot of other jobs. And this was the job that I hated the most. And I didn't think that they liked me either very much. So it seemed like the right thing to do. Also the least flexible because the other ones I could just be like, eh, I'm not working that day. And they'd be like, oh, okay, you, you seem to do a good job. You don't have to work that day. So yeah. Maybe you should catch butterflies. Yeah, and she said that's really a job. Like, and it's like, sure, uh, dude. If that was a job, I would totally do that job. But I can't. It's not. Well, a it's, thing. it's good work if you can get it. You know, mm. That's the. That's the, anything is a job, really. But it's how do you get that job? Exactly. Like, 
There are people that play video games for a living, multiple different ways that they do it, whether it's streaming or being a tester. Mm-hmm. But can you just go get that job? Yeah, you can just you can just be like, oh, I want to. That's that's what I'm doing now. Yep. Yeah, you have to you have to either know somebody or have a lot of wherewithal mm-hmm. to 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 mm-hmm. get there. It's like any job you could really want. It's going to take like a lot of work and effort to get to it. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. <sighs> I remember that now because I remember screaming like I just did so the upset. same way. I'm so upset, like. And she and I know that she didn't like me, and I don't. And that was one of those. Oh right, because she was the one who didn't give gave me like the partial raise, and then mm-hmm. also said that like she had been here because she like I had been at the location longer than she had. But she's like, I've I've been here for like a year, and I don't know anything about you. And I was just like, like, like I don't. Yeah. So. And and it's like I, and it's like I don't totally blame her because nobody knows anything about me. I don't volunteer a lot of information to people because um, I I don't know if I should. I guess I just figure I I just gonna do my job and then I'm. Gonna it's leave. just better if what they say to like the news reporters and the police is like she was just really quiet, kept yeah, to herself. You yeah, know, just <laughs> I, I never thought she would do something like this. <laughs> Something so impossibly heinous, I would have never seen it coming from yeah, her. She always seemed like really nice. And she always said hi. Um, <laughs> she always said hi. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. So I don't know what I was saying, but it doesn't matter. Is it's just hard. It's a hard person to deal <sighs> Catching with. Catching butterflies. Well, remember when I showed you the uh, the memo that my boss left in my mailbox that literally said your job is not that hard. <laughs> And I just highlighted it and sent a picture to people. And I was like, I'm going to quit this. And then, and then of mm-hmm. course, I got fired instead, which is way better. Probably. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. talked enough about how much I hated that guy and hated that job. I still, you know, it's funny. I still would tell him to fuck himself. So I can't go like, I can't go anywhere. I know he'll be because mm-hmm. I, I still would. And I'm not the kind of person who looks forward to, you know, telling someone off. I'm a person who believes that, you know, just be chill. Like it's fine. Like whatever it's over. Nah, I'd still, I'd still be like, Hey dude, fuck you. Fuck your face. You stupid son of a bitch. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any jobs where I tell the person off. Actually the people who fired me without telling me probably, but besides them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's extra hard because the job I was in was related to like my passion field. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what causes you to want to like, you know, I mean, aside from like general abuse or whatever, I think that that's what kind of gets you to a point where you're like, I want you to know how much I hate you yeah. because it's like, I took this job because I'm passionate about this thing. And then you kicked me while I was down as I tried my best anyway, because of my passion. Yeah. So now yeah. I just hate you. Cause I didn't hate that job. Um, I actually liked the people I served very much and I liked my coworkers very much, but I hated that boss. He was just the worst, yeah. uh, the worst ever. And I can't believe he still, he still has that job. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Honestly. Well, he technically doesn't have the same job. He technically got moved to a different manager position and they hired a new executive director. But the new executive director is like underpaid and he still makes all the decisions. That's weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, between you, me, and the wall, I mean, we're recording this, but I was actually asked to apply for the executive director position by someone on the board. Wow. And I thought about it, but I, when I found out I didn't have the power to fire my old boss, I was like, well, then there's no fun in it. Yeah. I would just take the job and then fire him and then put in my two weeks and be like, man, that two weeks of insurance is going to be sweet. I'm going to get like an appendix. Uh, I'm going to get like an appendix surgery and I'm going to get like, I'm just going to do all these surgeries right now. But, but can't you, couldn't you get the job and then spend all your time? Um, uh, uh, like that, the word where you like, you tormenting. Like, no, 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 like advocating to make yourself get yourself more power and so, like, so that you can fire him. And then as soon as you get the power, then you fire him and then you quit. So it takes like five years. But in the end, it's worth it because you fire him and you quit. That's really destructive to the nonprofit organization as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not super nice. Integrate myself for five years and be like, all right, peace out, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, like that's a little, a little harsh, maybe. But this is nice. You see, we've had so many episodes, and we finally are really, truly bringing out your vindictive uh, side. That's good, Michelle. It's good to show your true self. Okay. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>